Hi everyone, welcome to the second episode of the Hattie Homemaking podcast. So I'm excited to be back here again following my first ever episode before we get into it today. I just wanted to say thank you so much for all the feedback on my first episode. I got so many messages on Instagram of people just saying they really enjoyed it and also people just saying they resonated as well a lot to the idea of wanting a slower life, wanting to be at home more, maybe wanting to be housewife homemakers and I just find it amazing how many of us out there there are I think before I found this community on the internet I really felt like it was a me problem I really felt like there was something wrong with me everyone was pushing this boss babe mentality and it was just something I could not relate to and I think I thought I was lazy maybe I mean maybe I am a little bit lazy but you know what I mean (laughs) I just thought that there was something wrong wrong with me that I didn't have that insane career drive and I'm just much more of a sensitive slow person but it's lovely how many people can relate to that so yeah I just wanted to say thank you so much to anyone who messaged me and reviewed the show or um, just whatever you did to engage just thank you so much because it really does mean a lot um, just hearing feedback and hearing that people enjoyed it and things because you do question yourself especially with something new like this I mean I am not someone who I originally thought would be a good person for a podcast I don't think I have any like crazy out there views I've not got a super loud engaging voice and it feels like a lot of people who have podcasts well it feels like a lot of men who have podcasts just like to shout <laughs> like why are you shouting be quiet <laughs> so yeah no it was nice that so many people enjoyed it anyway so today's episode is going to be a discussion on whether the modern life is working for women and protecting your feminine energy so we're going to be discussing it from a lot of different angles and my own personal preference my own personal view on a range of different topics so we're going to be covering balancing home making and working what it's like to work while you're on your period, what it might be like to work while you're pregnant, maternity pay, I want to be touching on divorce rates (laughs) and I want to be looking at it as well from both sides because I have my worldview and I'm sure if you've watched a lot of my content you probably know my thoughts and my feelings. I am probably going to be spilling the tea on the inside of my brain a lot more in this podcast than I have previously because there's a safety to a podcast. I just feel like I can get my views out there and I don't know maybe I'm less scared of judgment because it's just my voice and not my face so I feel like a bit more protected <laughs> and then we're also going to be talking about protecting your feminine energy in the modern world so hopefully you enjoy this podcast I hope everyone enjoys it as much as the last one and let's just get straight on into it so first of all let's talk about the challenges of balancing homemaking and working so back in the day before women were in the workplace it was very simple the man went out to work the woman stayed home and did the cooking, the cleaning and because of that by default both parties had a much slower life because there was just essentially there was just less to do (laughs) which is a huge benefit back in the day. I think obviously we're gonna go into the 
downsides as well as that but at its very basic core it was just a way of life that gave everyone a little bit more time so now I think we have to balance working whether it's full-time or part-time with homemaking and that comes with its own set of challenges as well. So nowadays the setup is a lot different so nowadays it's pretty much both women and men are going out to work both out of the house full time and then they're splitting the household chores 50-50 or they should be but I think if we know like in reality if you speak to most couples I mean some couples I think do really really well at making sure it's 50-50 but in other couples I mean (laughs) it's just I feel like men just you're not pulling your weight (laughs) you're not pulling the weight that you should be if we're going 50 50 and I think there's a variety of reasons for that as well so I think both parties are going out to work but then the woman definitely seems to be doing more of the household chores or they do the same but the woman is the project manager so they feel like they've got to keep on top of everything so maybe the guy does I don't know let's just think of a couple of chores maybe he does the dishes the hoovering and the bins and maybe the woman does the dusting and the laundry and the cooking but then the reality of it is that the woman on top of her chores has to then make sure the other ones are done coach her partner into doing the other half and I just I don't know if that's working I think it's burning women out because we are having to take on both sides and that's draining I think there's a variety of reasons of that as well I think naturally uh, it's going to get a little bit controversial now so I, I don't mean to offend anyone I'm just going to talk very very generally so naturally throughout time feminine energy has been nurturing slow Um, taking care of the home and that is what gives us a lot of joy a lot of um, girls grow up playing house (laughs) I used to play house all the time and everyone used to argue about who could be the baby now I've grown up I'm like I just want to be the mother (laughs) but when I was in primary school it was always a thing like I'm sure someone used to play the dog as well there was like a baby a mom and a dad and a dog anyway I digress (laughs) So I think women, well, a lot of us women and a lot of people, I think, listening to this podcast, because by default, it's a homemaking podcast, can relate to the fact that we grow up enjoying the idea of that role. We romanticise it. But then when we get into it, if you're also having to work full time, it's just too much to manage and it stops becoming fun. It stops being something that you enjoy spending time doing. It becomes a bit more of just an extra thing on top of everything that you've already got to manage. So balancing homemaking now that women are in the workplace has become a lot tougher and I'm sure a lot of men or like single men as well I'm sure they will agree as well it's a lot to look after your house is a full-time job in itself I don't care what anyone has to say the amount that goes into running a household especially if there's children is so much there's cooking there's cleaning there's things that break you've got to organize meals you've got to organize people's calendars the financial planning there's literally so much that goes into it the doing is essentially doing a full-time job and then doing another full-time job on top of it so in a way you could argue (laughs) that the modern life of us both going out to work isn't working for a lot of people don't freak out if you don't agree with me yet because we're going to go into other 
aspects and different points of view and things like that but just for this first point if it just comes slow solely down to time down to the tasks then of course I think everyone would benefit from less hours between the two of you less hours both of you are working more time in the house and if that means that one person goes out and does the hours and one person stays home and does the homemaking that's just ideal in terms of energy management (laughs) like it doesn't have to be any deeper than that it doesn't have to be any philosophical points about women and men it just comes down to time and energy and the days that we had before where women didn't go out to work yes there was issues with that but when you just look at it from an energy perspective of course modern life is more difficult so now let's go on to my next point which is working while you're on your period women we have to go through the cycle every month and I don't think men understand really really how difficult it is I mean some men do if they're understanding and they have a girlfriend or a wife or even sisters and they take the time to understand but generally because it's so taboo and because it grosses a lot of men out just the word period they're like oh my god (laughs) I think a lot of men just avoid trying to understand it but the reality is I mean for me I have two days a month where I am in so much physical pain I have to take two paracetamol and two ibuprofen on top of that around every five hours and it just has to be on repeat and if I don't have it in my system the pain is ridiculous like I wake up sometimes on weekend mornings at like three o'clock in the morning just in excruciating pain because all of the pain relief has left my system I also need a hot water bottle as well and I know a lot of people do say like a lot of health influencers do say that that's not normal and you shouldn't be in that much pain but pretty much every one of my friends is the same like a couple of days out of the month you're just completely written off and I have a fairly healthy diet I've had a lot of investigations and things and there's nothing there that suggests that I'm any different to anyone else maybe I've just got a really low pain threshold so that's another thing just physically just like on a physical basis nothing else considered just having your period and managing work is a lot especially if you work out the home as well for me I need my hot water bottle and it's embarrassing to sit there in an office with a hot water bottle like bent over your desk while you're just dying. (laughs) So Spain are actually one of the first countries to introduce sick leave especially for when women have that time of their month which I personally think is genius. I think a lot well pretty much every woman would benefit from it but that comes with its own challenges as well we have to think realistically a lot of companies can't afford to do that I work with a charity and I just know that to give every woman in the company an extra two days off per month it just it wouldn't work out like productivity wise and um the people that benefit from the charity they would then suffer so I think although that's a really simple solution to the problem of women dealing with their periods in the workplaces just give them more time off it's not practical for every company so although it would be ideal (laughs) realistically I don't think many companies would see the benefit because 
to them it's like I would rather have women in the workplace working at half capacity than them being off completely for two days and then it's that concept of would this reduce the amount of women that are actually employed and actually get interviews because even though companies are told you're not allowed to take that into consideration you, you can't look at gender or anything these days it's a, it would become a subconscious bias if companies know if I hire this woman over the man that's interviewing I know she's going to be off more days per month and it doesn't make sense for productivity to hire her over the man so for now it's just something I think we have to balance like working well on your period and also while you're pregnant as well a lot of women these days literally work while they are pregnant until pretty much a week before they give birth which I just find crazy and the reason women are choosing to do that is so that they have more maternity leave at home with their baby because you only get a certain amount of time which I'm going to go into that as well but again working while pregnant that will come with its own set of challenges as well so the first trimester a lot of women are very very sick and unwell and a lot of women don't want to tell people yet like a lot of people wait until 12 weeks or even later in some circumstances if people have had miscarriages and things like that they might just not want to tell people and being in an office environment nine till five and having to hide the fact that you're throwing up and feeling horrific and just wanting to sleep that's one challenge and then again the third trimester is obviously you're exhausted you have this huge bump that you're carrying around a lot of women might feel a bit scared to drive as well so to physically drive to the office and just all the challenges that gives as well whereas if you think back in the day (laughs) pregnant women the communities from church would come around and help I mean I'm talking like literally in an ideal world maybe this did not happen but I don't know when I when I sometimes think back to the good old days where I wasn't even born you do sometimes romanticize it and I'm I will admit I'm really bad for that sometimes I know there are a lot of issues with that time as well but I can't help it people okay I can't help it I just want to be pregnant at home and bare feet in my kitchen cooking baking a cake and life will be glorious but that's just me and my own little bubble my little bubble that I spoke about in my first podcast (laughs) so that's just that's just some of the things we've touched on so far so having to balance your homemaking chores working where you're on your period working where you're pregnant and now let's talk about maternity pay so maternity pay in England in the UK actually is not as bad as a lot of countries so we get six months full pay and then six months I think it's half or maybe less I don't know I think it's about 600 pound a month maybe so it's definitely (laughs) it's definitely not enough but I know in a lot of countries it's not even that like I've heard countries where it's like weeks which is just ridiculous like seriously seriously like let's just think for a minute about what birth actually is not even taking account the baby at first like just the physical act of giving birth are we really expecting women to return to the workplace weeks after going that because to me that's just not empowerment that's just it's just wrong on every level it's so inhumane 
But then when you think when the baby's involved as well and that time is so important for bonding and I know a lot of women say that they actually hated their maternity leave not because they didn't like being on maternity leave but just because the whole time they were so distressed of the thought that they had to go back to work so the last couple of weeks or days before they go back they were just in so much emotional pain which you can't even imagine as well and there have been countless studies done on the fact that the first four years is the most significant time in a baby's life for everything so I did a course about adverse childhood effects and although a woman going to work that is not an adverse childhood effect but anything they call them aces so any big um life event that happens when a child is young so things like divorce and bullying being in a war zone there's so many things that count as an adverse childhood effect but those four years are so so important for bonding not just for the baby but for the mum as well that time is so precious and that is time that you won't get back as well so it's it's a scary thought to think that we're being robbed as a society of that time of shaping our children of connecting with our children create a new life for me I mean I'm passionate I am so passionate about children and babies that is like one thing I think I was put on this earth something to help children or babies in some capacity in my life I'm just I just love them I love the innocence but to me they are the most important thing they are the staple they are the foundation of life they are the next generation and if we don't have time to put in to the next generation then what is going to happen if more families are distant and mothers don't have that physical time with their babies the bonds aren't as strong I genuinely think that is the reason why life is going to get more chaotic I think we're going to see more crime I think we're just going to feel more destabilized as a society I do think as well like once a woman's maternity ends she goes back to the workplace she is then dealing with so much stuff in work she then comes home and she doesn't have the time the energy the strength to fully embrace motherhood so It's not that women aren't natural mothers anymore. I truly don't think that's the case. But more and more people seem to be saying that they have grown up with either an emotionally distant or a narcissistic mother. And it just seems to be getting more and more common. Like the conversation around emotionally distant parenting just seems to have gone through the roof in recent times. And I wonder if it's due to a personality thing of the mothers or a cultural issue. And it might be a bit of both as well. I do think narcissism obviously is a very deep and multifaceted topic. So we can't we can't say that just because women are working it's turning them into narcissists. I think that's a stretch. <laughs> a very big stretch. But I do think naturally it's gonna make women more emotionally distant because there is only so much someone can take. There is only so many productivity. (laughs) There's only so much productivity, things we can do in a day. There's only so much we can take. And to get up, this is the life of a mother nowadays. So you've got to get up, you've got to rush getting your child ready for nursery, drop them off, 
rush to work, a whole day at work, rush back, pick them up from nursery, get home, get their dinner sorted, get bath time and bed. Where is that time? Number one for bonding, number two for your own self-care. So in that, I think the joy of motherhood and the joy of homemaking, it just gets lost because we simply do not have time. So I think for a lot of women, because of that reason, the modern life just simply isn't working at the moment of the nine to five grind, that boss babe mentality. For women who are maternally minded, who have always wanted to be mothers, for me, I have always wanted to be a mum my whole life. And I know my ideal when it happens is to stay at home with them at least for the first four years. Now, I know life can get in the way. That's my ideal. And I know other things can happen. And it might not happen. Who knows? Like, maybe Paul will get poorly. Or maybe we will have extra money that we need coming in for some reason. So I know, realistically, a lot of families, it's just not possible. And maybe for us, it won't be possible. But I just know my ideal, if that makes sense. I know my ideal is to stay at home for the first four years because I'm so maternal. It's something I've wanted to do my whole life. So the idea of living my whole life, building up to this moment, taking a year out of work to embrace it and then almost having it but not having it anymore, almost just being able to do it, (laughs) in a couple of minutes after you've finished work and it just being a stressful experience that doesn't appeal to me that's not what motherhood represents for me at all like I want that bonding time I want to feel close I want to do those extra activities crafts even eye contact nowadays women we're out to work and then there's screens everywhere there's tvs laptops phones and I it would be interesting actually to see how eye contact between a mother and the baby has changed from I don't know maybe the 1950s until now and I think I'm being such a sofa mum I've never had children so I'm so sorry if anyone's offended (laughs) by anything I've said I've no idea what it's like to be a mum um but I do think I do I can imagine that eye contact between a baby and a mum is so important for bonding anyway (laughs) I feel like I'm rambling a little bit now but the fact is if you're listening to everything I've just said and due to everything discussed you're like yeah I would rather stay home we all know it's not just as simple as that it's not a choice we really have anymore most people can't afford to live on one wage now due to the cost of living it's been in the news like a million times recently we all know about the cost of living and energy prices and petrol and blah 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 it's a very depressing story so we know now that it's not just a choice and we could argue back in the day women did not have the choice to go to work nowadays we don't really have the choice to not go to work if you can't afford it you might be absolutely devastated at the idea of leaving your baby and putting it in a nursery but you have no choice because you have to make that money and the only way that's going to change which I don't see happening anytime soon is a huge cultural reset where suddenly it is possible to live off one wage and the government isn't expecting tax from two people in the household and life can just go back to (laughs) the simple days (laughs) 
I do think as well so the whole movement of women wanting to go into work so I've read a little bit about this I mean I'm not the most well-researched person so anyone listening to this you might know a lot more than me but from what I've heard women started wanting to go to work and campaigning for their rights to work after the war so obviously when I think it was World War One or World War Two. I don't know that just shows <laughs> that maybe that I'm not most well-read but anyway it was one of the wars and women Women started obviously when the men went to war women then started picking up different jobs um so a lot of women did like translating there was a huge thing about um like dissecting german codes um across their radios and trying to like work out oh what's it called the imitation game if anyone's seen that film absolutely amazing it's about a guy called alan Turing, i think and he created a machine to basically work out what german messages were saying and that's over time how we won the war anyway how have i got onto that topic jeez louise <laughs> anyway so women started campaigning to want to go to work after they saw how much they could contribute when the men were away and basically how much they could do themselves and I can imagine it was a really empowering time so here we are we're supporting our men we're fighting for our country in our own way by keeping everything running and I can imagine after that ended just going back to staying at home and doing the homemaking things that they had been doing I can imagine that would have felt quite boring so that's where they started campaigning for do you know what we've actually got a lot of value to give to society so let us blinking work please (laughs) but now I think if we knew what it was going to turn into and the fact that when you have children you can't spend that much time at home with them and all the different things that were going to come with women being in the workplace would we have still fought it for as hard And I know obviously a lot of women would be like, heck yes, I would because I love my job. And I'm going to go into that as well. I've got a whole section coming up on the other side of the coin, the other opinion. So just stay put put if you're arguing back with me, like, excuse me, lady, but this is my opinion. I might be coming to your opinion soon. So (laughs) just stay tuned for that. So now I want to talk about divorce rates. So since women have been in the workplace, and that's not the only thing that has changed, a lot of things have changed, but modern life seems to have increased the amount of divorces. And in a lot of ways, divorce feels inevitable. Like when you see a group of maybe five couples, the statistics are not good about how many of them are going to end up in divorce. And there will be reasons for that that are good and it'll be things like the women are a lot less financially dependent. So if they are in a relationship that's really unhappy or abusive, they then have that freedom to get out of that relationship. And obviously that is a really good thing and always something to bear in mind. If you want to be a housewife, that's always something to bear in mind that you have a plan for if things go south. You want to make sure that you've got a little bit of savings, a little bit of an education, something that you could then pick up and go to. And to be honest, we do put too much emphasis on that. If you're a woman and you spend four years at home with your child, you are developing a lot of skills there and a good employer would be able to see that even if you have been out of the workplace. So don't worry too much, but still just have 
a plan in place for not even if your partner became abusive but if it they became unwell or just another reason why you absolutely have to find a little bit of financial freedom but also I think the other side as well is there has been a lot of research please don't ask me to cite anything because that's just effort and (laughs) I did four years of a nutritional sciences degree and you had to cite every source and it was just a bit exhausting so please don't ask I will quote research (laughs) I will quote research and have no idea where it's come from usually just hearing someone else talk about it but anyway there has been research to show it is usually women who instigate divorce now so the reason why is maybe one of the reasons is what we've just spoke about so the good side but maybe as well it could be that women are burnt out we are asking women to spin so many plates and when the man is not stepping up to do his half that is building resentment and frustration and over time that will build up so I think about the couples I know now and what do they argue about number one probably money but number two and it's so common is just housework people just seem to be constantly arguing about who's cooking tonight who's doing the dishes he never helps me around the house he leaves this blah 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 and it just seems to be like a really common argument that everyone is having at the moment so maybe maybe it's because we don't have clear roles anymore and we're not leaning into our natural strengths so again I'm going to be talking about the whole femininity masculinity thing I get that the lines of femininity and masculinity these days it is getting blurred and a lot of people are a lot happier because of the fact it's getting blurred so I'm not gonna speak too much about women should be this and men should be this because I don't want to offend anyone but generally and traditionally women who (laughs) like to lean into their femininity their strengths are that nurturing that homemaking and naturally we like to take care of our homes you see it like I think of everyone I know and it is the woman more in the couple that likes to do the decorations that might like to do the cleaning that just wants the house the certain way and men if they live on their own we all know the phrase a bachelor pad don't we and it's just maybe not the same standard maybe they just see things a little bit different so I think any good team no matter what the team is even if it's a football team naturally you lean into individual strengths and most people in the relationship there will be one who is more feminine and there will be one who is more masculine and I think it's a good thing to lean into those strengths so masculinity traditionally is about providing and could we lean more into that so with the woman leaning more into the femininity slower looking after the house and the man going out to work and providing if we leaned more into our strengths and strengthened the unit as a team to take on life in that way by doing the things we know we're good at marriage at the end of the day it's a team like you're creating a team for life so surely anything that makes that team feel a little bit wobbly I'm not leaning into my strength this doesn't feel natural to me surely that is going to make the team feel a little bit more unstable and a little bit more chaotic a little bit more resentful and as well I do see as well a lot of people in relationships now the respect for each other isn't the same as what it used to be so back in the day women would talk about their men negatively with very few 
small amount of people that they trust and it was a little offloading session but nowadays it just feels like both women and men are just ripping into each other (laughs) as soon as they get the chance and just don't seem to have that respect and is it because we're looking in the wrong places is are we as women collectively losing respect for men because we're looking to them to do 50 50 of the housework And then when they naturally don't take that up and we are having to project manage and we are having to nag, over time is that breaking down respect. And I feel like I'm going to say something again that's going to offend people, but I feel like a lot of men need respect. And when they sense they're not getting that and you're not respecting them and you're just nagging them all the time, over time, I think that's going to make them frustrated whether they push it down or not and that's going to make them treat you differently they're maybe not going to be as romantic and then you can see how the cycle would start can't you so 50 50 tasks he doesn't pull his weight as much as he should you start nagging and project managing he then feels hurt and rejected he then again starts treating you different less romantic you then get frustrated about that start nagging again and it just goes round and round and round and round On top of that, I feel like the modern world at the moment is set up so that whenever anyone in a relationship or a marriage has any issue, it's like cut and run. If things aren't perfect, end it. You type into Google something, I don't know, like, should I get a divorce or is my relationship working? Nine out of 10 sources will be telling you, if you even have to question it, then you need to run. If your man is doing this, then find someone who will. It's that famous thing at the moment that's going around on TikTok of if he wants to, he would. And everything is just set up to make you question your relationship, to not work on things that are going wrong. Because let's be real, a marriage nowadays, if say people get married when they're 30 and then, I don't know, the average age of people dying is 80, that's 50 years together, 50 years. Are you telling me that for 50 years, everything is going to be perfect? You're never going to have issues. Of course you are, because over 50 years, you're going to change and grow. You'll change your mind, you'll act different. And you have to learn to work through that together. Whereas the modern world nowadays is if he doesn't do it, another man will. But you can't just keep rolling through men. Another one, another one. (laughs) That just shows how much TikTok I watch. I just think of that sound, another one, another one. Anyway, my last podcast is about how not to spend too much time on social media and here I am with all my TikTok phrases going around in my head. So now we've discussed a lot of controversial issues and I know a lot of people will not have agreed with a lot of the things I said. It's quite scary putting something like this out there because a lot of what I've said is very contradictory to the modern narrative and it will get a lot of hate like I just I just know a lot of people listening to this will be mad at me so I do want to present the other side of the coin so this is how the modern world could be working for a lot of women so first of all a heck of a lot of women are so incredibly talented in the field they're in and they're happy like we see so many women who are amazing doctors and football players we just had England win the Euros the England um, ladies team 
and some women are just absolutely amazing what they do some women are career girls they love it they thrive off that boss babe mentality the idea that they don't need to rely on a man and they're making it for themselves that's empowering and a lot of women love that and I think to take that away from some women would make them really lose their sense of purpose. And I don't know how I'm going to feel when I have a baby. I think I want to be at home, but maybe when it happens, maybe I would, I don't know, maybe I'd have a girl and it would get to the age of three. And I think, do you know what? I want to show her how you can go out into the world and contribute and make your own money. And who knows, maybe my mind will change as well. But I just know a lot a lot of women are incredibly talented at what they do and it would just be a shame for society to lose that. So many professions benefit hugely from having women and that element of femininity in the workplace. So I know for, for just for an example is caring professions. I can't imagine what caring professions would be like without women in the workplace can you imagine like no female nurses I'm sorry but I'm not going to a smear test with a male (laughs) so that's not happening for one but even my own company that I work for we are predominantly a female workplace and it is the best workplace I have ever worked in everyone is so understanding um by the way (laughs) I work with a lot of men as well and they are just as lovely but what I'm saying is I do see the benefit of that feminine nature that gentle nurturing nature in the workplace as well the other side of it as well is some women are just not interested in marriage or having children they might be happy to go out and work for their whole lives that's what gives them joy that's what gives them purpose they might be happy to pay a cleaner and not bother with homemaking at all maybe some women are bossing it so much that they can get a professional chef so they're still eating healthy (laughs) so there are always other sides to the story I think when I talk about it all of my points they're based on my worldview and how I've come to this worldview is I touched on it in my first podcast but I was raised in a very modern family and I saw the negative side of my mum constantly being out of the house working it was lonely my mum did not have time emotionally to deal with things I was that was going on I I was getting bullied in school at one point and I remember her getting in from work and I needed to tell her about it and I mean fair play to her I'm not I'm not saying this was a bad thing but she said to me Hattie I've just got in I need to eat my food I need to decompress for a minute but me as a child (laughs) I needed my mum and she just did not have the time she was emotionally drained from work she was hungry and she didn't have that time to give to me so maybe experiences like that are the reason why I lean to the side of I do think it would be beneficial as a woman to have the choice just the choice to work from home I'm not saying not work from home sorry (laughs) have the choice to stay home I'm not saying that all women that's our place women should be in the kitchen women should be making sandwiches (laughs) like that's not my view at all my view is I just wish there was choice and there is choice it's just a difficult choice to make so In conclusion, I think modern life is not working for women who are traditionally minded like myself, who maybe are um, homemakers by heart and they just want to spend the time looking after their home or they're maternal by heart and they just want time with their children. So I don't think it's working for 
us type of women and I think as well a lot of women are afraid to admit that they want to stay home there's so much social stigma and even if you can deal with the social stigma it's the practical side then so if you can get over the fact that people might judge you you've then got to deal with the fact that you'll be making less money as a couple and is that something you can even physically afford to do I mean if you can make lifestyle changes to make it happen so me and Paul for example we have made strategic decisions based on the fact that I know I want to stay home so for example a lot of our friends have a lot of bigger houses and bigger mortgages whereas we bought a um, a small bungalow which won't be perfect forever but for now it's affordable just with his wage so we try to make decisions like that we've never gotten any debt I mean I would like to say I'm frugal I would like to say that I don't spend a lot of money but I mean sometimes life gets the better of me (laughs) even starting this podcast I decided I wanted to do it and within half an hour I had ordered an 80 pound microphone (laughs) and here we are (laughs) and I suppose you could say if I was not working I couldn't have made that decision I would have had to go to Paul and been like Paul could I buy an 80 pound microphone and he is frugal and he's a very sensitive not sensitive sorry he's a very sensible person and his answer would be like no think about it for a couple of weeks and if you still want it then yes but that's not how my brain works I want it and I want it now I want it yesterday and Amazon Prime is my best friend so you could say in that way it works for me working full-time works for me because I can afford to be a little bit spontaneous and spend my money so with all that disgust (laughs) if you have got to the end of this and you're absolutely drained because so much goes into the conversation it's actually it's a bit stressful like when you think about it that if you're like me you know what you really want to do and the idea that you can't do it or someone's going to judge you or you just physically can't afford to it is really sad it's so sad to think if you want to be a mother your whole life or you want to just be a wife and you have one view of it in your head and then the reality is actually it's really stressful and you're balancing a lot of plates it's sad to come to that realization so If you're a woman like me, here are some tips to protect your femininity in the modern world. So if you need to work, try and choose a job that gives you value and doesn't drain you of energy. So something that you maybe would be doing even if you weren't getting paid to. So for example, I work in mental health um, where I help people with a variety of different issues. It's not just mental health, it's very practical as well. And I can honestly say, I'm proper tooting my own trumpet here, but I can honestly say in the last two and a half years that I've been working in that job, I would say I have changed nearly 200 people's lives in some way. In some ways, like a a huge way, like I've got them a new property or um, like done something huge, but in a lot of ways, just providing that listening ear, just being a good listener and giving people that time, it's amazing how much change you can create in someone's life just by listening so when I am a stay-at-home mom I say when because we are going to make it happen (laughs) that is something I still want to do so I will still be doing that for friends family for people on the street just anyone who reaches out to me and needs me and needs that listening I will do my best to 
continue making that difference in the world so right now I am able to do that and make money from it and that is a beautiful thing like that is something I've got to be so grateful for which I really really am The next point is something that we've discussed and that is about balancing homemaking and working and also with your relationship. So if you've got a relationship and that 50-50 job thing really resonated for you and you feel like you are project managing, I would really recommend writing down defined jobs in the home. So spend time with your partner, sit down and work out which job each of you want to do in a way that feels fair and then don't just don't project manage it if you notice their side of the job has not been done one week ignore it and let it build up I know that will be horrific and you'll be like no I don't want to live like that just ignore it and wait for him to realize himself a lot of men without us they have to survive (laughs) it's not like they haven't lived before and we can't act like mothers to them because then that's going to build resentment and also it's just not very attractive is it you don't want to feel like you're parenting the person that you're with so don't let yourself get that in that unattractive state and also as well try not to do the housework when you're feeling resentful a lot of I've seen oh my word how many times am I going to quote TikTok in these podcasts it's actually embarrassing it looks like all I do is spend time on TikTok but anyway I have seen people on TikTok say about doing angry cleans so going around the house cleaning everything and just feeling angry with your entire family that you've got to clean and it's going to be messy afterwards and although it's funny and I like the concept like yeah let's do an angry clean realistically in practice it's not a good idea to clean and home make when you're resentful because you will then associate it with those feelings of resentment it will come out in other ways so if there is a pile of laundry and no one else is doing it and you're feeling resentful wait until you're in a better mood and just tackle it then The next point as well is about creating habits that work for you and maybe adapting your way of living so that your standards maybe aren't so high. So maybe you grew up with a stay-at-home mom and that's now not a possibility for you. You can't do things then the exact same way as your mom or your grandma or whoever else it is. You're going to have to adapt your standards and do things a little bit differently. So an example of this, something I've done for myself, is a huge sticking point for homemaking for me was cooking because there was so much that went into it you have to meal plan you have to think of ideas of foods that you want to eat and keep it interesting then you have to do the food shop then you have to prep it all and just it's just a lot for me personally anyway some people love it so a way I've got around that is by using one of those um, meal prep companies so I use HelloFresh but there's so much more out there as well and that's just a little standard change for myself I know if I was a stay-at-home housewife it would be different I would be cooking recipes from scratch I'd be bulk making things I'd be making huge lasagnas can I just say my lasagna recipe is actually the best I've had so many compliments on it and that is such a win for me considering I touched on my cooking skills in my last podcast about when I was younger I used to make pasta and mayonnaise so to come from that to making the best lasagna I'm so proud but anyway (laughs) so you can create habits that work for you is what I'm trying to say so you just find out what works for you does a power quick clean at the weekend and then leaving it all week 
does that work for you or does doing 10 minutes after work every day a little run around the house does that work for you just try and find what fits into your life comfortably now doing the things that you have to do to get by what fits in comfortably and just do that and then last but definitely not least is don't forget time for self-care I know it's cringy and I know everyone goes on about it and it's such a buzzword. Oh, self-care, self-care, take a bath, have a cup of tea and everything will be fine in the world. I understand like if you've got huge issues going on, self-care, it ain't gonna do much. (laughs) But by just taking a little bit of time, no matter what that is, whether it's hard self-care on yourself where you've got to force yourself to go out for a walk because you need fresh air and you can't be bothered and it's something you've got to force yourself to do or if it's a softer form of self-care do you know what I actually do just need a bath I do just need to read a book whatever it is you need to recharge your batteries seriously go for it because your relationship will benefit your mental health will benefit your world view will benefit and just everything in your life benefits when you take care of yourself you can't pour from an empty cup you need to fill up yours first and then you can give out to other people but try not to fall into that trap of work 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 motherhood motherhood trying to balance my relationship everyone else everyone else everyone else where's time for me you have to carve out time for yourself it's so important and if you don't you are going to become resentful your femininity will just go down the floor you won't have any time for makeup or um, putting together nice outfits and just how you feel like you just won't feel feminine you'll just feel burnt out and altogether bleh (laughs) so this has been a very rambly and chatty podcast I've had a lot to say in here again this has been quite a controversial one I've been sharing a lot of my views I just want to almost give a disclaimer I should have given this at the start rather than the end but my views change constantly and maybe in a couple of years time I'll listen back to this and think wow how wrong you are lady (laughs) so number one my views change and number two my viewpoint is just my worldview based on my experiences it's not there to hurt anyone and if you have a different opinion to me and you explained it to me most of the time I'm going to empathize and understand it from your point of view as well so I'm sorry if I've offended anyone but at the same time we can't live in a society where people are scared to express their opinions because it's not that deep I'm just saying that I want to stay home and cook and clean that's it that's all I want pretty please (laughs) okay right I'm gonna end this podcast now thank you for listening and I will see you no I won't I will speak to you in the next one